Hi, and welcome to Talk Word. I'm Marty Dundix, Editor-in-Chief of Weekly Humorous Magazine, and this is Talk Word, a fun little podcast where professionally funny people come to tell awkward and cringeworthy stories. Mm-hmm. And today I'm very excited about uh, my guest, Sally Ann Hall. Hello! Sally Ann is a hilarious stand-up comedian based in New York City. Um, would you consider yourself also a writer? I would. I would. I don't know if anyone else would, but I very much identify as a writer. But that's So she's a writer and performer. Um, extraordinaire. Is there a third thing? Um, Is there a third thing I do, in comedy? I do. A, a, I tr- I'm getting a little bit into acting, but God damn, am I bad at it. Oh, I'm so bad. I feel like in, in today's world, everybody who does stand up ends up having to do some sort of acting. If yeah. You're, or if you're a performer, if you're a, uh, like a UCB improv person, mm-hmm. you, that's the only people you see in TV commercials these days are the comedians. Well, yeah, because I mean, I'm like, I can be funny, but like if you, like I have to audition all the time as mom, which I'm like, I'm about to be 29 tomorrow. So like- You don't look old enough to be mom. Th- I couldn't agree more, but I constantly <laughs> am being cast I as like a mom for like little web things just because they're like, oh, you're we just want a funny, goofy person. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll do that. You're a TV mom, which is like TV friendly. So it's like, <laughs> she's younger than you'd expect, but it's what we want the TV audiences to think is yeah. a And my husband's mom. a huge, fat old dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what the people want to see. They want to see the their version of reality. It could happen to them. Look at the television, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now that now that women Jim are Jim Belushi lived that for years on whatever his show was. Oh, oh, oh all I, of them. I watched the that honeymooners. Show. <laughs> I think it started with the honeymooners. I mean, fucking. Uh, oh, can I swear? Yes. Okay, great. Fucking King of Queens, all that. I'm gonna lose all of my public school affiliates, but fine. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm actually, it would be, it'd be nice to be in that category because they usually just cast hot woman. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think of myself as like goofy. So if I'm considered hot, that would be a huge step up. It's like a hot goofy, goofy hot. <sighs> Please let that be a type. It's like a type where if you're more goofy than hot, it's goofy hot. Or is she hot but goofy? Oh yeah. So it's like there's a different oh, slight scale. Like when they like when they cast like Megan Fox in like a comedy. Exactly. It's like, oh, shut up. She's like, I'm just a nerd, and you're like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about pain. Oh my god, yields. So you do a lot of stand up. I met you because uh, you're a stand up comedian in mm-hmm. New York City, and I book a show called Guaranteed Delivery, um, which is in the, the beautiful mail room downtown, one ten Wall Street. Next show, November seventh. Um, and you did that show, but I had seen you um, at other shows. That's how I find the fabulous talent of people that come to the show. Is I I go to tons of free shows um, all over New York. There's bar I feel shows. like you have a camera in my shower or something. You're like I've seen you everywhere. Before. I've seen you so <laughs> so many angles. To be fair, in my shower, that's when I do my best stuff. So you have to subscribe for that one, guys. <laughs> that is pay. That's not the free show. But I saw you at the comedy, comedy at the corner, which is at the Hungry Ghost Coffee Shop, yes. which is a teeny weeny little coffee shop, and uh, Keenan Steiner uh, books and performs at a great show, uh, two times a month, I think. Yeah, that's and, a great show. And it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny venue, and sometimes there's a tiny, tiny, tiny audience. But he always gets really talented people uh, to go. Uh, oh yeah, to be in the show, and you did it, and you had won. Um, was it Laughing Devil? 
I did. I won the Laughing Devil. Yeah. And She Devil. And She Devil. The She Devil Comedy Fest. I was a judge at both of those things. Before. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Amazing. Well, mm. uh, the She Devil. I'm I'm gonna be headlining in this next one coming up next week. So not competing anymore. Thank God. Is that the She Devil one? Mm-hmm. So it's that's like, all female comedy. Yep. Wor- it's like uh, all over the country. People come in, dude. Yeah, right? great comedians from all over the place. Yeah, but you don't. You don't have to because you want it. So now you don't have to perform. Yeah, fuck that. I'm so now competing you're is so stressful. It. Now I just get to show up and, and watch all the other people be nervous and wait for their results and be yeah. like, bye. <laughs> and how long have you been doing? Like, how long did it take for you to to be doing the festivals? And then winning, and then moving to that next level of oh, feature of, of performing. Uh, well, How long have you been doing this? I've been, you know, I would say maybe the first time I like picked up a microphone and did an open mic was about five years ago, but it took me about a year for me to, after that to actually start hustling and getting in the grind, as they say. And then, so probably two years into comedy, I started doing applying for festivals and mm-hmm. just getting and getting rejected a lot. And did you travel a lot? Because they have them all over. There's oh, a big God, one. Yeah. Uh, is it South Carolina? Uh, yes, I did. Well, there did, there's, there's one. What's there's that called? There's several in North Carolina. Okay. There's like Asheville. There's North yeah, Carolina Asheville. Comedy Festival, which I did. Um, there's Cape Fear, which rejected me once. Um, and uh, and then they accepted me, but I didn't have time to go. But like, yeah. How I went, long do you have? How long is the tape? That you have to send for these festivals, five to ten minutes typically. Okay. They typically don't watch past five, but I I, I like to make it like a nice seven minute tape. To and send. they get kind of a bad rap sometimes because there's there's pros and cons for these festivals because it, in, okay. in one end of it it looks like a money making pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. and then the other end of it you do get the exposure, and then you do get those credits. When for me I didn't have a single comedy credit. I saw either a festival and I was like okay get some use some of those airline miles yeah. and so like i did a competition i like competition festivals because you do actually have a chance to move up and my first competition was in seattle and, you know you like the fist fighting i do people I, don't talk about the fist fighting part of the comedy competitions but it is the the bloodlust fun side yes and i um i'm weak but i have a long reach so <laughs> people don't expect me coming i know I, I and you scratch I, you scratch my nails are <laughs> Don't even get me. They're perfect. Uh, they're very long and they do a lot of damage. But I didn't make it anywhere in my first uh, competition. And in many competitions, I continue to not make it anywhere. But that's fine. That's just another thing. But once you get some competitions on your belt and you end up doing well, then then you end up getting booked. And so honestly, just the more that you do, yeah. the greater chance that one of them you're going to like win or like get second place or something. And it's a fun, it's a fun uh, starting point for so many people who have the talent, but they haven't got the exposure yet. Yes. You know, so they get to go. And for some people who have uh, no talent, but they just have the heart, they can try. And they get the opportunity to try mm-hmm. and then maybe not do well, but at least they tried. And yeah. they got the audience and they got the participation and they got to give it a shot and you learn and maybe they want to keep going but like this it's a great first way to throw yourself into a big audience and see what what you can do and it actually really shows you what your weaknesses are when people are and you're like oh that person is better at these kind of jokes they're responding more like you learn how to be better and for you the gotta next be funny in like it's like five minutes or oh, less right yeah you know, like, showcase when i was judging tough. it was so hard because it, it, it's so hard to get your premises out there in like three minutes, five minutes. And, and just burp, burp, burp. like you pretty much had to go up there with like one joke. Yeah, you're like, I want to be funny. I want to be original. I want to show who I am. I want to have like a unique point of view. I want my jokes to be tight. I want that, you know, like yeah. I want them to see more of me. There's all these things. And so you're like, oh, of all the jokes that you have, you're like, what are my tightest, funniest, blah, 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 blah. And then like you can see someone go ahead of you and do like the exact same joke. And yeah. you're like, damn it. Now I have to quickly pick another one. And then, but do you you learn 
quickly how to be more polished like do you do you by yes. looking at all those people perform you're like oh they got it they have it more together than i do yes that's much better yes like you like you have strong it's like i i have strong jokes but i'm not delivering them right yet you know yeah. i feel like that's what i as an observer of comedy when i go and see people you can see someone who has a gr- really funny idea but they're delivering it like absolute garbage right now. But then mm-hmm. you watch someone else who maybe doesn't even have good material, but their presence is so good. Yep. You're like, oh, they're confident. Yeah. Some people are just naturally funny, naturally yeah. confident stage. Because you're also, you get judged on like stage presence, originality, comfortability. These are all like the categories and all these competitions. Um, so yeah, some people who maybe have not that tide of jokes just can get up there. I saw a guy who won... Uh, Napoleon Emil, he won March Madness at Caroline's. I remember he walked on stage, he just goes, hello, and everyone fucking died. Yeah. And I was like, that's a fucking comedian. Like yeah. that's, And he also has great written jokes, but I was like, oh, if you can make someone laugh from a hello, you're you're good. Like you have them. Yeah. You know, they were already into you, and you've done pretty much nothing. Yeah. Everything you say from now on is going to be great. That's how um, maybe two shows ago, uh, Kendra Cunningham was on. Do you know her? I don't she was she was so she's uh has kind of a she's like a boston bartender kind of a shtick awesome um and she's been doing comedy a very long time and she's very very funny and she just has her own style and she builds to it and it maybe the first the audience was kind of like ha 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 but then she makes them love her and then they're so invested in her that everything she says kills you know perfect she barely has to had to, has to say she barely says a joke and they're just dying and you're just like oh that's amazing that's great you can, just, you can just wrap them around your finger like that that's how wendy starling is too i feel do you know wendy oh yeah i i know i know of her i we're not close she's a legend that wendy starling she is she, she is. is she's very funny she's very funny um and then also do you know uh micah fox do you know Micah Fox? Micah Fox, yeah. I just was on her show live from outer space. Uh, at the last Cobra week. Club? At Cobra Club. How's that? That's a great show. I've done it twice. It's a, I love that show. It's an awesome show. I think she's very funny, too. She was just on Guaranteed Delivery last week. I feel like she's just so funny and honest and fast. Like She's just like, ah. Very ah, quick. Yeah. Very quick. Um, yeah, these are my favorite people. All these, There's so many funny comedians in New York. I feel like it's so, like, there's so many great comedy you could see so much good stuff i'm constantly discovering new awesome comedians who have been around forever that you just kind of missed and then you just run into the same people all the time sometimes that's how you i mean like all you stand-ups you guys have this great huge network yeah and i feel like that's the way that i find people for my shows you have to talk to other people because you have to get recommendations Mm because you know unless you you know i want someone's right i want you know someone to to back this person up, like, oh yeah, you should you should book them. They're they're really good. It's like, okay, if you think they're good, then I, that's you know what I mean. Like, honestly, like because people always ask me, like, how do you, how do how do starting out comics go from not getting booked to getting booked? And this, I mean, like, not just in like famous comedy clubs. I mean, just like bar shows that other yeah. comedians produce. like Halyards has a great like Bitches Brew is a yes. great Friday show. I love it. I'm in. I live in Park Slope, so it's very convenient. It's kind of like the Gowanus area. Oh, it's a great bar. Halyards is a great bar. The great back room. And like I got booked on that show a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Hell, fucking!" Yeah. I was so excited. It was like I was like as excited if someone was like, "Hey, this comedy club just passed yeah. you." You know, I like this. It's the same level because some some of these bar shows have a lot more clout than yeah. comedy clubs in New York. So yeah, uh, how, I think mean, how they they get they get names to drop in, but then they also get new people. You know, you never know who's going to be there, but they yeah. always have a great lineup. Always. And it's all from, like you said, recommendations, people yeah. knowing you, like, 
just being like, be around, be around. And that will get you because then people who are just comedians on your level will approach you and ask you. Yeah. Also, if you book a show, that really helps to get booked. I ran a show for about a year before uh, people started booking me. <laughs> so you yeah. just got to put in your time. You really And do. you still book a show called Left Breast? You left Breast Comedy Hour. Yes, it's still going. It's with um, my friend uh, Kimberly De Niro, uh, super funny, uh, also a female comedian like myself. And it's uh, all women or like trans, non-binary, like any like non-dude person can can perform one, uh, I'm hearing that them. non-binary word a lot. Yeah, because we don't want to be like anyone who identifies as women or basically just who doesn't identify as a man okay. is fine. Yeah. So that's that's the show that we book. Um, and it's really funny. But it took a lot of like venues What is to- a cis man? I've heard that oh, before cis. and I've never asked. But people always say it. I'm like, I feel like it's happened so much now that I feel like an idiot asking no. what this is. And I'm actually a great person to ask because I actually studied women and gender studies okay. in college. Cis is basically just a way to decentralize uh, the norm because we'd be like, oh, heteronormative. Basically, it's like because the normal is not named, cis is the name for it. So if you're cisgender, okay. it is the ge- you identify as a gender that people assume that you are, that you were born with, gotcha. or that the doctors told you. So a you cis were a man boy, is just a, a, a man. stereotypical. Exactly. And if you're a okay. cis sexual or something, like then you are like hetero. It's interesting, though, because coming from someone who doesn't know anything, mm-hmm. you hear the word cis and you think it's short for sissy. Oh yeah, I know, right? Which it's is completely hilarious. the opposite of no, what you're saying. Totally, it's yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically just a way to be like, we don't want to call you normal, but we right. we want to just have a name so that you are not considered the standard. Yeah, so that you are othered in a way, in the way that and that people you just of, call them, you should just call normal like normal dudes, just call them dicks. Oh, we I have for be, many years. I know, in right? My circles, exactly. <laughs> just call them that. Douche dicks, all Douche. that. Yeah, that's fine. How but, off- but like I can be, but I'm like a cis woman and a cis sexual because I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm straight, and I am, I, I identify as female and woman and all of those you girl. Ba- if you're you basic. Will. Oh, I'm a, that's I'm a cis basic bitch for sure. Basic bitch. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been in New York? Eight years. Eight years. Does it feel like eight years, or do you feel like you're just off the boat? Oh God, no! I well, actually, my sister just came to town for the you, first. You seem time. like a like a like a normal Midwesterner. Yeah, I definitely have that vibe, yeah. but I'm also a raging cunt, and I think that, <laughs> and I think that's where New York comes in. My sister just she left town this morning. She was visiting me for a week. She'd never been to New York before. She's from Idaho and Alaska, like I am. And You're from Alaska? Yes, that's what? where. What? Born and bred, my friend. Yeah, I said Midwest, and I was way off. No, but I get that all the fucking time. Like it's Alaska. it's not culturally so different. You it's guys just can a bunch see of Russia white people. from your house, from Sarah Palin's house. Yeah, you know, fun fact: Sarah Palin never said that. I will say I'm not a fan of hers, but that is that is not an actual direct quote. I wanted to defend the fact that Russia is very close to Alaska. Oh no, like. <laughs> They were. They used to be connected before everything broke apart. Yeah, that's how people traveled between girl, those two areas. Girl, you're telling me. You and, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of Russian culture left over when um, I is was there in a, Alaska. Like, is there a Russian population in? Yeah, in there's like Russian Orthodox churches. We we grew up. We would like play with like matryoshka dolls. Those like Russian you said nesting it's so dolls. Russian-y. Matryoshka. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and like. Do you have babushkas? Grandmas uh, in Russia. We know what. Yes, some people have them. My my. I'm Hungarian. 
very so exotic. my Hungarian grandmother, Mimi, uh, had babushkas. Oh. We made lots of chicken paprikash and goulash and all kinds of Look ashes. at you. So culturally rich. Yeah. My, my ancestors it's why were... My, it's why my face is so fat. <laughs> I'm, I'm Hungarian. But when my ancestors were actually from Sweden and Norway... So they were just like, oh, oh where's my. a shitty place that we can live? Because this was in like the like fucking 18. Because a lot of those uh, immigrants from Sweden, they went to the um, uh, upper Midwest. Yeah. So I've got, they kind of moved there. They were basically giving out free, free land in Alaska. So yeah. we came out and we homesteaded. But yeah, a lot of people came through Canada and yeah. uh, Wisconsin and all that. Alaska. Bullshit. That is yeah, so girl. interesting. Mm-hmm. What kind of work does your family do in Alaska? Like, what's the industry in Alaska? Uh, uh, my family is largely in home building, so okay. like construction and cool. stuff. Yeah, that's uh, the hall quality homes and hall quality builders. That's a, is this a family business? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What's it called? Oh, hall H A L. My last H-A-L-L, name H A L L. Hall quality, quality homes, homes and hall quality builders. There's two, there's a lot. Um, and then, but yeah, what's the website? Hallqualityhomes.com? <laughs> think so probably check them out if you're building a home in alaska you can't get better than hall quality homes this podcast is brought to you <laughs> by hallqualityhomes.com if your house fell down in alaska it wasn't a hall moving on i'm here with sally ann hall if you're just tuning in on the live feed this is talk word hall quality heiress <laughs> no. she's the hall, hall she comes from the hall quality home fortune Oh, God, no. <laughs> How big is your family in Alaska? Oh, well, my mom and my dad's side are there. So You've been there big. for generations. Yeah, I'm a third generation Alaskan. Wow. My, 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 I have a lot of family members who still think Alaska shouldn't be a state, and that's what they're most angry about. It could be its own country, for well, sure. Well, they were there when it was a territory, and they're like, stay out my business, and that's kind of the Alaska way. Yeah, stay they're very out my anti- fucking business. Well, they're so far away from uh, the continental U.S., and that, right? And they are so thrilled about that. You always have to pay for extra shipping and things like that. Any kind, any, anytime there's a deal, That's why you it's kill it like, yourself in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anytime there's anything... Uh, like a Subway sandwich promotion or a, a Burger King ad. It's always like, blah, 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 not in Alaska. <laughs> or not only in the continental United Oh, yeah, States. the lower 48 is lower what 48. we call you mainland pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you? We do. We, we um, say it with disdain. And if you are a native Alaskan, is that Inuit? Oh, that's, that's a tribe, yes. Yeah. You, that is a tribe. There's many There's native many. Alaskan okay. tribes. So you could be Inuit. There's... Um, Athabaskan, there's uh, Tlingit, there's um, Aleutian, the Aleuts for the Aleutian Islands. Um, this is stuff that oh, I learned. That's right. The Aleutian Islands, uh, Islands people don't really think about or know about very much. There's a whole bunch of islands off of the coast of Alaska. Well, yeah, that's the whole chain, and that's very that goes very Have close to Russia. Have you been there? Never been to any of okay. the Alaskan islands. I stayed in the Kenai Peninsula. That's the little ball sack of Alaska, if you're looking at a map. Can you take, like, a boat to the Aleutian Islands? I mean, Is it like mo- a, long a lot of trip? planes. Is it a long, lot of planes? Well, there's a lot of, so I'm sure there's some that you can get to. Uh, honestly, I, was, I, w- I moved to Idaho when I was 10, so... All, okay. of, all of my observations about Alaska are from the eyes of a child. And I'm like, yes, and it gets cold, and your mom makes you eat vegetables. It's the worst. <laughs> so you moved to Idaho. Mm-hmm. That's where I went to high school. And that's, okay. Yeah. So, But you still have family in Alaska. Yep. Okay. Most of my family, yeah. But my immediate family's in Idaho. What made that happen? Well, that's where my dad is originally from. Okay. So literally all over the Northwest, I just have a bunch of super white, trashy family. <laughs> And you have a sister. 
Yes, and she just came to New York and she was like fucking blown away and seeing her react, that's how I'm like, oh, I've changed a lot in these eight years. Yeah. I'm a different person now because she kept being like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm like, one sorry will do. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if that. I'm We're like, done now. We don't he, need this. Oh, God. But like her on the subway. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Oh, sorry. And I am consider myself like a nice kind of Midwestern right. type lady. And I was just like. You let people off first yeah. before you... I scream that in people's faces. Yeah. I do it. I go, you let people off first. You scream this at random strangers? Who don't follow the rules. I absolutely <laughs> do. I absolutely... And see, now they know because I got yelled at when I first moved here. And then I'm like, thank you, lady, for yelling at me. I had my, my sister and her two children and her husband came into the city to visit for Saturday to Sunday. And we ended up going to the Statue of Liberty. That's and- where we went to! Oh, my God. Oh, I went on a brunch cruise around the Statue of Liberty. It was actually the most fun I've ever had. Oh, well, we did the official Statue of Liberty tour, <laughs> which is, and we go to Ellis Dumbass. Island. And if you want to feel like a, a abused immigrant coming to this country, take the Statue of Liberty tour because you were like shuffled into so many lines and poked and prodded through security. And then you wait such a long time to kind of wander around Ellis Island and then you just go home. It's like, do you, if you want the experience of... The immigration experience in the 1800s. Just take this tour because oh it's so it's so long. It was fun, Dude. and they did fine on the subway. They they quietly. I was, I was like, hold on to the hold on to the poles. Hold on to the pole. Don't bother anybody. Like they were they were like, they were like taking up too much space in a seat. And she was kind of like my my niece was kind of pushing on to this random stranger mm. who was like trying to give her more space. And I was like, Madeline, no, just let him have more space. And she was like, okay. That's so uh, my my brother in law came as well, and he'd never been to New York, and he was just like, every time he saw a woman on the subway, he's like, should I give her my seat? Should I give her my seat? What's the protocol? And it's like, if you want, like she's, if she's young, if she's, she's pregnant she's, or old, she's young yes. and fertile. Like who cares? Maybe like it, do what you maybe. want. Maybe yeah. It's but a he, it's a it's a it's a judgment call. Yeah, and I'm like, no one's gonna look down on you if right he, but he's just like gotta do the polite thing i'm like oh that doesn't matter here it doesn't matter <laughs> it kind of matters like someone will judge you there's, but like most of the protocol. time we don't need we don't need the frill we don't need the oh i'm so sorry oh thank you so much we need you to be quick and out yeah, of our fast. way yeah <laughs> someone else i was talking to who was a midwestern person said something like um she said people people in new york are nice but like in a mean way like yes. people in the Midwest are actually fake nice, but they're actually mean behind your back. But in New York, they're nice to you, but like they'll shout it at you and then keep going. You know, like yeah. they'll say something helpful, but like I don't have time to yeah. stop and talk to you. Oh. I'll tell you if you're going uptown or downtown and I'll tell you if you're getting on the wrong train. I'll be like, no, this is downtown. Get off this train. And I'll like, pretty much push them away. And that's exactly why I moved to New York and was like, these are my people. This is what I love because people are like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. I'm so sorry. You know, I just got up. I'm like, I don't need your life story. What do you want? <laughs> like, what do you want? Tell me what you want. Quickly and now, as bathroom? we walk upstairs, as, as we walk and talk, as we walk. Gotcha. I, I, I literally have like said, people are like, excuse me, ma'am, can you talk? And I said, you have five seconds. That's a thing <laughs> that I say in real life. I don't die for this. To be fair, that's usually when a man approaches me because, uh, as every woman knows, a guy goes, excuse me, miss. You're like, you got five seconds to prove to me you're not a creep. Like, yeah. prove if you want it. If you're like, oh, look at this map, and I go, okay, take a left, take a right. But then if they go, how are you? I'm like, mm, kill yourself, fuck yeah. off, like you are done. <laughs> 
Someone outside out of this building here, they had the clipboard and they were wearing some kind of thing to promote mm-hmm. either animals or or uh, adopting children or oceans sure. or something. And I don't know. And the guy looked at me and he was like, uh, I hate it when they make eye contact because I look like a friendly person. Uh, yes, and he's you like, do. And he goes like, he's like, sir, you look like a friendly person. I'm like, not today. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, not today. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not today. These dimples are just for show. And I walk right <laughs> through. I'm like, I'm like, not today. I'm not. And he's like, oh, that guy. I'm like, I got to get to lunch. You'll get me later. I know you will. And I'll nod and smile and I'll still not give you any money. But I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Yes. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. But oh, God, no, I don't stop. I'm just like, you know, I'll just go yeah. online and donate if I, if I feel like it. I felt terrible outside. There was actually uh, one uh, normal looking woman who was collecting for something. And then her partner was another woman who was wearing a big, like, medical mask. Like, mm-hmm. she was afraid of the germs. And I was like, oh, no one's going to talk to you. Oh, that's... Like, no one's talking to you, man. I'm, if only I'm to sorry. be like, well, what's up with the mask? Right. Just like, <laughs> if, if I didn't already want to avoid you, this is going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what you have or what you think I have, but we're not talking today. Oh, my God. I remember after the election, and like a lot of people did, I, like, set up, like, a donation to Planned Parenthood, like, monthly thing. And now I just get all these fucking emails. But so uh, I so I was seeing like a Planned Parenthood person being like, do you have like a second to like defend women's rights? And I was like, oh, yeah, um, I, I'm busy. But like, I just want you to know, like I already, you know, like I'm on your team. Yeah. Like I already do that. And she was like, well, you can like stop and give more. And I was like, bitch, bitch. She's like, I got a quota. Me and I'm on your side. She get the care. fuck out of here. All they have is a quota. But then I was so fucking dumb because i was just like hmm, but clap like pat me on the back for already being a donor like, i already have... do so much to help your cause they're and then my plan and then my i lost my debit card and they're like update your payment information and i was like oh, that's a whole thing how about <laughs> yeah that is a whole thing how about we just walk away from this now and yes. i never have to do this again that's how i that's how i tried to quit a gym and then they somehow got like they somehow got my new debit information. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because I it, it, I had to get a new like Bank of America card. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this will just a- end things easily. Like, I'll just no. never pay them again. And they then I'll get to leave. You. And then I it was like, oh, we updated it. I'm like, wait, who gave you all of my debit information? Oh, Bank of America did. I'm like, god damn it, Bank of America. Now I have to go in and officially quit this gym. Yes. I was at a bad point, and I don't know if other people do this, where I was actually a member of like three gyms at the same time, and I didn't go to any of them. Yeah. And it was such a, it was a point of shame. And uh, quitting gyms, like officially quitting gyms and getting that gumption, um, I felt better quitting a gym than I ever felt joining a gym. You know, like you felt, you feel good joining a gym because you think you're going to do all these things and be all healthy and lose all this weight. And you don't, you don't, you fail. But it's always like, well, how much money is it costing me a month to not go to the gym? And I finally found a gym. I think it's like Blink Fitness, and it's like twelve dollars uh, a month or that's something. That's where I go, bitch. It it's an incredible place because I can pay them, not go, and feel great about myself. Oh, absolutely. Because every time I like, like every like you go out of town on like the road or a festival or something, I'm always like, I'm here for a week. I'll I'll see if there's like a local gym. And then like the day pass is always like fifteen dollars. I'm like, that's my entire month at Blink Fitness. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and, I love it. And my Blink Fitness is literally right next to my house. That's great. And I still barely fucking go. Yeah, I never like, it's nuts and i have nothing to do i work at night so my days are always free so it's like i should be in amazing shape and i won't i refuse because <laughs> you're busy creating new stand-up comedy content Lay you don't have time horizontal in my bed watching tv all day 
What do you watch when you're doing nothing all day? You Netflix? Oh, um, yeah, I do. Ne- I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big, episodic TV show. Love, love TV shows. So I just do you watch, I watch comedies or you do watch dramas? I feel like a lot of a lot of comedy the, people watch dramas. I watch it all. I fuck, I fucking watch it all. I love it. Um, a lot of like HBO, a lot of streaming stuff. Um, I like the Bored to Death. Did you ever see Bored to Death? Bored to Death's a great series. Great show. Great series. Only three seasons. I couldn't believe it. So funny. Really T- funny. Really unique. Took place in Park Slope. Had mystery. Had adventure. Had Ted Danson. Yes. Oh, love. Uh, good place I'm watching. Love anything with fucking Ted Danson. I fucking, I never watched Cheers growing up. So oh, wow. I recently just started, like, that's like my wind down. I just smoke a lot of pot and I just watch Cheers and I fucking laugh my fucking head off because I, 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 I'm not one of those like snobs where I'm like, oh, this is not my brand of comedy. I'm like, right. for what? This is very good. It's good. Sitcom writing. Yeah. I can't, like, How I Met Your Mother, even I got a little like, I don't know how much I can fucking watch all that. But like, um, but like every fucking episode is like so funny. I loved their jokes. And also, I'm really high when I watch it. So it's clever. How- it is clever. And then even they started rerunning like Frasier. Frasier's funny. Frasier's good. And then I was watching accidentally some Big Bang Theory last week because I was like turning on the TV and it was already on Never CBS. Never got into that. And Is I was it... watching it and I'm like, these jokes are so bad and the, the laughter was so canned. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so different than like a Cheers. Yeah. You know, like where it seemed like the audience was actually laughing versus what is yeah. being kind of like forced at you now. Oh, like, and this is when you laugh. And... You laugh now. And you're like, huh, I guess I'm laughing. Because I feel like I have yes. to. And Friends, I think, was a lot like that. But yeah. I will defend Friends to I the love death. Friends. Friends is great. I, I That is 100% the reason I moved to New York. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it still is. And now everyone dresses like they did on Friends. So it's just like yeah, come full circle for me. Things definitely came back. The 90s came back. It, and I live in Williamsburg. So in a very big way for me. What I started seeing is people putting photographs online that have the develop, the developed at like a, the Kodak... Uh, date and time mm-hmm. in the photo like it was made like it was actually like I, like the hipster kids are now getting real pictures developed and then like scanning them yeah. or taking photos of them and that's yeah. their Instagram yes. which I think is hilarious because that's how you know yeah. it's like it's finally like my 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 match.com photos are becoming not really old they're just hip now because like the photos are so old on my <laughs> dating profile that they have the little photos of the they have the little date at the bottom and where i got like, them developed like, oh he's so kitschy like it's yeah, not- yeah yeah it's not actually from 2000 and just 2000 it, <gasps> it is not it's not just from 1999 he oh. must have just been using a vintage camera it's like no he is vintage oh my god it's crazy that uh, i i don't feel like i'm so much I'm just a couple years older than I would say a lot of people in in comedy that I hang out like like 25, 26 year olds. But I'm like, I feel like so much has happened. Like you don't like they don't remember going to high school parties and like taking a disposable camera and then going and like developing that. Like I was at high school parties where that happened. And when I moved to New York eight years ago, like smartphones weren't really a thing. I was navigating the city looking at like maps made of paper. Yeah, we had paper maps. They worked. But but like 25 year olds who like they're literally just like. I've never, I don't even remember life without Instagram. Like, it's yeah. crazy. The only thing that I like about the future that I would say changed my life completely was turn by turn navigation in cars. Holy shit. Like, I used to get so, because people would say, like, what did we do before turn by turn? And people would say, oh, we got along okay. And I would say, no, we didn't get along okay. I got very lost. Like, I would get lost for hours in my car, just screaming, like, asking for directions <sighs> used to be a thing. I used to never, because, but I wouldn't ask, I would ask for directions when I was like hours late. No, because you're a man and that's a real stereotype that is kind of gone now but it's very much true yeah 
uh I would never stop and ask for directions. But like, remember those big ass atlases on road trips? Yeah. I fucking, you have to pull over, get it out, put it over the hood of your car and be like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. <laughs> now everything is so easy. Like you don't even think about directions. You're like, oh, I'm just going to go wherever this this robot's yeah. telling me to I go. I literally was like on my way out the door and I go, okay, where the fuck am I going again? Yeah. And, I, and it was just no problem. <laughs> no problem at all. Amazing. So how do you come up with your comedy jokes? What would you say is your, if you had like a, uh, to label yourself as a comedian? Um, I would say I'm I'm much more personal than observational. Mm-hmm. Most of my observations are based on personal experience. Um, uh, I have a I would say I have a very feminist lilt, but I do tend because I come from a very conservative background. Oh, so is I, everybody in the Alaska family very conservative? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Are they religious? Yes. Oh wow. Yes, uh, very much so. Are they uh, still religious? Oh yeah, even yeah. the family in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Really? Have, yeah, I've got I've got a pretty religious family. I would say more on my dad's side than my mom's, but um. But and what yeah. are, what's their opinion of your comedy? <laughs> um, they're very supportive. Every time nice. they've seen me and do comedy, like when I go home to visit and stuff, or when I like, go to Seattle or something, they come and I have to change my set a great deal. Yeah, I a do. great deal. Uh, well, they know that I. They've looked up all my stuff, so they know what I say. Yeah. But they just we just kind of pretend like we don't. Yeah. Like I can't say like so sucking a thousand dicks, right, Dad? Like I can't do yeah. that. But I can say like, fuck and stuff. I think they would be one time. This is my mom's best review. My mom is like a very sweet, very proper woman, and she was like, after a show, she's like, well, that's my little girl, <laughs> talking about her boob hairs. <laughs> Every and I was like, dream. oh, you haven't even s- t- like scratched the surface of like the dirty shit I talk about. You're like, that's just my intro. Yeah, literally. That's just like me saying hello. That, that's, that's, that's like us shaking hands. That's like my clean set. Like, <laughs> like that's my family friendly yeah. TV set. Um, I have a two minute joke called, can you even handle this dick? It's a two minute joke. And I'm like, wow. for sure I can't say that in front no. of my parents. But um, But like, I know. I do worry about that every day. Like if I have a special come out and my parents are going to watch it, I'm going to be like, just let me not be in that room when they watch it. Do you have um, like a solid 10 minutes that you use for your, like your late night set to submit to places? Yeah, that is I clean? mean, I yeah, I've got I've got like at least 10 clean minutes for sure. But um, as far as what my late night set, it, like what I want to submit, there's like it's constantly changing and yeah. growing and uh I'm, you know, we're always trying to get that. And here's the thing, you have to keep updating your tape. So I had like yeah. a really great like seven minute tape, but it's two years old now. So yeah. I can't really use that. And I don't really want to. I kind of want to always, I'm, I try to always be writing and getting yeah. more things in. But yeah, there's certain jokes that are like the greatest hits that you know are like well, good. I mean, you have jokes that you that you have, have been doing for two years probably. Oh God, yeah. That are still like <laughs> for, they always. The, for, for longer. They're the hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So would you, I mean, would you just retape those same jokes? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah sometimes, yeah. Like. Because now it has to be HD. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, some people are like, I have my my type five, because uh, that's really what a late night set is. It's like a nice type five. Um, I I tend to experiment a little bit more with type fives. Like if I'm in competitions where you have to do a bunch of type fives, I really, I like to vary it up because I get very bored telling the same jokes yeah. all the time. Um, but. You know, who knows? I haven't been on late night, so like, I don't even know if that's a good fucking strategy. But you <laughs> will, obviously. Yeah. Do you know a guy? If you did this show, this 
podcast is obviously a springboard for bigger and better things. Seth Myers, if you're listening, I'd love to do your show and I'm available on Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays specifically. Yeah, that's other than that. Well, I'm sorry. If it's Monday, it. no. She is busy. I've got I got plans. She has a thing <laughs> on that day. Um, what else? You're doing your left breast comedy show once a month? Yes, and the next one is um October 17th on Wednesday at The Lantern and we have amazing fucking comics. We have comics who have like hella TV credits. Um, Kate Willett's on. She just had a Netflix special. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else do we fucking book? Dude, we have so many amazing women every every fucking And you get to perform. And I do. I get to perform a lot and that's the reason I do it. Absolutely. I'm just like, look at us. We're all so talented. Us together in the same category. And they're like, you put you there. (laughs) You're like making the poster. You're like, I'll put my name a little bit higher. There it is. Yeah, literally. A little bit bigger font. There we go. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we get written up and then like one time they forgot to put mine and Kim's names on there. So we're like, should we change the name of our show to Left Breast with Kim and Sally Ann? (laughs) Did you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done any of the um, uh, the roast battle type comedy? I love roast battles. I actually just won a roast battle at Comedy Fight Club um, on last Sunday, like yesterday, two days ago. What day is it? Tuesday. I've been drunk the whole time. <laughs> My sister's been in town. My sister loves roast battles. So I was like, okay, I'll do a roast battle when you're here. I'll make sure that I get one. Okay. And uh, yeah. And Who did you have to scream at? Anthony Passaretti, and it went to overtime, and I and I got him in the end. But it was a really great fight, and I love I love jokes against me. Here's my favorite one that Anthony Passaretti said. He was like, "Because I hate being called Sally," and he says, "Yes, oh, Sally Ann hates when you drop the Ann because that's one half second that you're not talking about her." That's good. That's a good joke. Oh, and my sister fucking lost it because yeah. she knows how much I love attention, and it was it was one of those. It's like. That's why I do roast battles because you like I really like people holding a mirror up to you and be like, We noticed this about you and yeah. you're like, Oh, I thought Ooh. And it's good for it seems fun for the camaraderie of the comedy community. Like it, you know, you get to make fun of people, but it's it's because you know them yes. well enough to make fun of them. And here's the thing. We me and that guy didn't know each other very well, so we had to do research, yeah. which is also fun. How do you do research for a roast battle? Um uh well, ask friends, uh basically just online. Yeah. I couldn't find much about him online and I made fun of that. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he would just like look. And here's the thing, this is like a really cool comedy thing that I very much love. Is that when you know we're roasting people, we will email each other and give each other, be like, ammo. Yeah. Because I'm like, anything about you? And he's like, yeah. And he told me all these facts about him. That's nice. I told him all these embarrassing facts about me because we just want a good show. And so I do love roast battles. And roast battles is another way that I've gotten like bookings and comedy clubs. Yeah, it's a good way to promote. It's a good way to get out there. Because a bunch of comment co- yeah. uh, comedians are watching you. So yeah. if you do well in front of them, they'll be like, hey, do you want to do my show? Yeah, that's that's true. So I've gotten a lot from roast battles and it was a really scary thing at first, but now it's I've done like hundreds of roast battles. Yeah, like looking back on coming to the city, you said five years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, eight eight years, years ago. ago. I started comedy about you five years ago. You started comedy five years yeah. ago. So starting back from five years when you first started doing mm-hmm. comedy and looking at yourself now... Are you just like, oh my God, like I'm so much more comfortable. I'm so much more confident. I'm so much. And has it improved other parts of your life? Like being so confident and being so much more, you know, polished and and ready to go. Like you can hop on stage and just do 10, 15 minutes in front of a crowd. And I mean, like, would Sally Ann from Alaska be 
so proud of you? I, I think, well, I did, comedy was always my favorite thing. And so my thing when I moved to the city is I would just see a bunch of comedy. That was my favorite thing to do. So I never thought that I would ever do that. So if I could tell myself, I'm like, yeah, you're going to actually try to do it for a living. I would be like terrified and be yeah. like, what are you thinking? <laughs> who who do you like? Like who, who, when you were a kid, did you watch and say oh. like, oh, they do stand up. I want to be stand up. Like Sarah that. Silverman's probably all time favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember liking her that much as a kid because I didn't get her as much. Now I get her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are so funny. Um, who did I like growing up? Uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> well, sorry to say, I really like Louis C.K. Uh, of course, everybody fucking did. Um, Jim Jeffries, weirdly, is one of my favorite comics, even though he's very popular I love for Jim. being I love misogynistic. But I think he's an amazing joke writer, an amazing storyteller. Yeah. I love his whole thing. And I think he evolves with the times, which is really, really important in yeah. comedy. And it's fun having someone who's not an American talk about American things. Oh yeah, so much. He's you know? a great outsider perspective. Great outsider perspective. Absolutely. And um, even though his material, a lot of it is like, I don't relate to it, but I, I, I can see that there is mastery done in yeah. in concocting it. So, um, but as far as like favorite comedians, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Chelsea Peretti. Um, Amy so Schumer, funny. huge influence of yeah. mine. Just uh, I've never when I when mostly sex stuff came out, and I just saw a woman just talk about all that fucking dirty shit. Mm-hmm. I literally was like shaken to my core. I was like, that's the most. And so that very much is like when I started comedy. I'm like, I'm a, I want to be that. Yeah, that's great. And I don't think we're very similar now, but like you know, you grow and you, but she also grows and evolves as an artist, yeah. which I do appreciate. Yeah. And now you're doing the acting. I, I, like, I'll be sent out audition. Like, I'm not, like, no one's going to be like, there's an off-Broadway play. Can you play the abused woman? Like, no. No, I'm not going out for anything like that. But they're like, we need a mom to smirk at the camera a little bit. And I'm yeah. like, you got it. You could be a smirky mom in a Paul Malov ad. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, like, I, my dream job would be like, you write your own TV show, star in it. Like, all the comedy. Yeah. I mean, like, I would fucking, yeah. I fucking yeah. love that shit. The Sally Ann show. Yeah. The Sally Ann show. That'd be Man, fun. I can hear people cringing already like, ugh, most annoying program ever. <laughs> well, they could do a reboot of something that's already been done. That's what they always do. The Sally Ann you show. You can be on that. Oh, uh, I mean, honestly, but like a late night talk show host, yeah. that'd be great too. They need a woman. They tried that already. That only lasted, what, uh, with Michelle Wolf. I like that oh, show. Oh, but that w- I, I thought it was a great show. But that was streaming. I yeah. mean, like on a fucking network. Yeah. Like NBC. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That could happen. In, I, th- I I think it will. Maybe and in I like 30 years? We got to wait one, for one of those guys one to... One of the Jimmys to, to one of the retire. Jimmies, yeah. The James or the Jimmy. One of the Jimmys or the Jameses. <laughs> yeah. They'll get, uh, you know, something terrible could happen. Who knows? <laughs> Better watch where you're going, Jimmy. Like, where I know. Are you? You're going to start like sneaking behind the Jimmys. Um, so you have to tell a funny, awkward, cringeworthy story. Do I'm, you have any? Oh, God. I have one that happened a couple weeks ago. This was the weirdest gig I've ever done. So I... Uh, two days a week, I am a singing bartender. Really? At a gay piano bar called the Duplex in the West Village. Oh, that's fun. Yes. I, it's very fun. And so we have a lot of regulars there. And I'm not a wonderful singer, but I have a fan. This Brazilian woman who just comes in super drunk and just goes, Sing fly me to the moon. And then gives me about $100. And I'm like, okay, not one of the songs I sing, but sure, I'll, I'll do it. for I'll do anything for $100. I've done Hello. Much, 
Yeah. Welcome to New York. I've done a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, so she just for some reason loves me. She works for a cloth a, a very fashionable clothing brand in Brazil, and she said. I have clients I'm going to be coming in for a client dinner. I would love for you to sing for us. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Awesome. Fuck yeah. I never get singing gigs. Totally. And she was like, I want you to sing New York, New York. I'm like, all right, fine. Not like one of my better songs, but I can do it, you know. And then so I show up at the restaurant and it's not like a, it's not like a stage. There's no band. There's no nut. There's no piano. It's just a rest, a five star restaurant, yeah. and there's just a table of people in a huge dining room on a Saturday night, uh, full of hundreds of people. And I'm like, "Is there a microphone?" She's like, "No, just come to our table and sing a cappella." You're and, like a singing telegram girl, and I was like, "What?" And then so, but I wasn't dressed, in, so they gave me a dress to wear. It was like huge, long, like super expensive dress that covers me from like neck to toe. And she like made me wear heels and like made me wear a lot of makeup. She was dressing you up like a doll? Well, they were a fashion people. So I was like, okay. Anyway, and so she's like, okay. And they shut off the music for the whole restaurant. And and she's like, come out. And then it's just a bunch of like old billionaire Brazilian people. And I'm like, excuse me. And everyone in the restaurant starts looking at me because the music got shut off and yeah. the music was like, unch, unch, yeah. unch. and then I'm just like, hi everybody. Welcome. Welcome so, to me. And then I just go, start spreading the <laughs> news. And I start snapping and they all just look at me like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And I have to sing the whole song wow. in abject silence. And they're just looking at each other like, is this real? They're trying not to laugh. I'm not on. And like the waiters are walking around me because I'm standing in the aisle at a busy five star wow. fucking restaurant. And the woman who hired me is just like, oh, my God, who's this? What is this <laughs> surprise? And I'm like, you are not fucking helping. Anyway, so then so I finished. I'm like, it's up to you. New York. New York and then they clap but then I go into the second verse and they're all like no they're so upset and I'm like why did I do the second verse I didn't have to do the second verse and so I just I'm like just double down and I'm like if I can make it there come on and everyone's like what we're Brazilian we don't know the word yeah this isn't our song oh and and they just started recording me on their phone so there is some very embarrassing footage of me it's very hard to embarrass me but after that they were like, brava, and I just went away, and I just, in a corner, and I just sat down and was like, what the fuck did I just do? It was, it was like, and then they just resumed, and all the waiters were like, what an inspiring performance, <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm a waiter, too. Shut up. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that was... Um, that's a great story. So yeah, that's on, I'm, that's I'm on s- YouTube someplace. It's, I'm on sweating just thinking about it, just like... Because they made me hide in the corner. They're like, I want you to be a surprise. So I'm like crouching in this corner so they don't see. It's so ridiculous. Um, but I got paid 300 bucks. Boom. It's great. <laughs> and this happened recently. Yeah, this is like two weeks ago. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is how I make a lo- Like when people are like, do you make money off comedy? I'm like, no, but weird things happen to me. <laughs> weird things happen and I get paid. So yes, <laughs> it becomes comedy. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I, get make, I make money talking about the, t- the weird things that do pay. That counts. Yeah, I'm like, 
I, I don't know if I have $300. No one would pay $300 for like, you know, two minutes of my comedy, but for an awkward song, oh boy. Yeah, there you go. You take it where you can so go. So if anyone needs a singer for a restaurant, I know a really great girl. That's a, and then people can go see you at Duplex. Yes, that's a great. I work Thursdays and Saturdays at Duplex, so come and and. And you me. sing with an a, like a pianist. Yes, I do. I'm. It's like you have to audition to work there. It's a very intense place. That sounds fancy. So yeah, so that's nice. And I got that. They hired me because I was a stand up. They're like, yeah. oh, she'll. I I do more like the karaoke songs. Yeah. I'm not singing those fucking yeah. ballads from Broadway. Oh no way. <laughs> so check her out at Duplex. Your next show, Left Breast Comedy, is at the Lantern at, at the Lantern eight p.m. on October seventeenth. And do people need to buy tickets? No, but uh, no, it's a free show. You just buy an item. So just show up and uh, be ready to laugh. Last one we had like thirty dudes there, and it was. Very uncomfortable. Is it all female comics? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was a bunch of dudes who, um, they were like, I was like, is this a bachelorette party? Bachelor party? And they were like, yeah, but you're no stripper. I'm like, wow. Wow, yikes. <laughs> so don't be that, but show up. <laughs> don't be such a cis male. Ha! <laughs> ah, look at me using it correctly. Boom! Pretty good. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Swill, a liquor store in your pocket. Go to getswill.com. And use code FUNNY5 for $5 off your first order. It's a great app. Oh, I'm going to fucking use that. I'm like, $5 you, off liquor? Hi. It lets you price compare from liquor stores around you. So you could buy a type of gin and say, oh, well, they sell it for less. I'm going to buy it from them. I know. It's a good thing. It's very interesting. I'm going to get it. Um, the next Guaranteed Delivery show is uh, November 7th. So make sure you check out that. Go to guaranteeddelivery.tv. And uh, sign up for the Weekly Humorist uh, e-newsletter. Go to weeklyhumorist.com and read all of the hilarious things. Get digital issues every week and um, uh, get emails practically every day if you sign up for the email. This, this, they never stop. It's almost every single day of the week. We, we'll get you on there, Sally. And I would love to. You'll get emails every single day from me. It's going to be fantastic. I don't get enough emails, so this is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, this has been Talkward. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Marty Dunnix, editor-in-chief of Weekly Humorist Magazine. Thank you, Sally Ann Hall, Thank for you. being here. Follow her on Twitter at uh, Super Sally Ann. And on Instagram at Hollaback Earl. Okay. Well, that's uh, not going to be impossible to figure out. How do you spell that? Hall, like my last name. Back. H- H-A-L-L-A-B-A-C-K-E-A-R-L. Hollaback Earl. Okay, we're going to have that on weeklyhumorous.com when we post this so you can find it easily. It's going to be much easier than, than that. Um, this has been Talkward. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.